This is the first episode of the What If I Told You podcast. My name is Maddie. And I'm Emily. And we are here to discuss all of the conspiracies, the cults, the murders, and the myths that make you lack sleep at night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The shit I like. <laughs> I love not sleeping. It's my favorite thing in the whole world. Ugh. Man. Um, I was so deep into our episode notes last night and like me and Keegan are both like <laughs> trying to go to sleep and I'm like wait 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 hand me my phone again let me look at something yeah and then it was like 1 a.m and I was like okay I think it's a good time to maybe close my eyes um I'll just open this up again tomorrow it's so crazy because since this is the first time we're jumping into anything that has to do with publishing something on the internet. <laughs> yeah. You feel like there's just so much more shit you uh-huh. need to include. Like, yeah. Especially on this topic. Every single subject you choose in this kind of realm, it's a rabbit hole. Yeah. You pick one thing and then this is mentioned and then you find this and something else is mentioned so how do you edit it out well especially with area 51 or just like extraterrestrial life in general yeah there's so many even like documentaries out there that you're watching you're like okay this is ridiculous yeah but then there's some that you're like holy shit this person is legit and then you're like what is life yeah like are we some freaking eighth grade alien students experiment sitting on their bookshelf in their room (laughs) and like their mom is getting weekly reports from this kid's teacher and they're like dude he's got to get this under control this is getting out (laughs) of hand yeah it's it's so crazy because there's a fine line between the things that you read or see on tv where you're like that person is a goddamn lunatic. Yep. And then you'll see somebody else talk about something and you're like, I'm convinced. Tell me everything. Yeah. And I mean, I think it just has to do with like the level of intelligence that these people have. Yeah. Am I going to believe some rando on the street about like the (laughs) UFO that abducted them when they were eight? (laughs) Absolutely not. Am I going to believe some freaking... MIT graduate, chemist, physicist, scientist. Yes. Yeah, I am. You know, that's so true. And it could, that could be like a really misguided, I'm the same way. If you have some credentials, I'm behind you. Come at me with credentials and I will believe what the fuck you're saying. Yeah. But which is so silly when you think about it because. A college, now an MIT degree, I'm not saying is easy to get. I do not have a degree from MIT. But a college degree is a college degree. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day. Right. That's I mean, I guess you can still be psychotic and be smart at the same Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Ted but, Kaczynski, let's be honest. You know, if there's anyone out there listening that's like, fuck you guys. <laughs> I did see a UFO when I was nine. And no one can tell me otherwise. Dude. Good for you. I'm jealous. Do I believe these perfectly still shot videos of, you know, UFOs in the skies and lights and it's like perfect and it looks like a freaking 
set of china up there, like just floating around? No. Mm-hmm. But do I believe videos of some freaking good old boys having a bonfire and their shaky ass flip phones and they're like, holy shit, do you see this out here? Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. I mean, and it's so easy now to question even a video. Like, if it was the year 2008 and somebody comes out with a video of something, you're like, that's stone cold proof. Yep. That is real. Yeah. But now you can create anything, anything you want and it looks 100% real. Yeah. So even video, you're like still skeptical. Is this legit? Well, yeah, because there's so many people that just want that like... 15 seconds of fame right and you you just can't believe everything and so i think that's why it's so fun to be into this kind of stuff yeah because you know do i think too deeply into these things (laughs) absolutely i do (laughs) but i feel like more people need to talk about it like these things don't just like come out of thin air yeah yeah there's there is an origin to all of these kinds of conspiracy theories. Something weird has occurred at some point that is real. Right. The question is what along the path has distorted reality into like fantasy. Right. Like how far has it snowballed? Exactly. Like a game of telephone. That's exactly what it is. Just on a huger scale. Yeah. And you know, like, especially with, you know, UFO sightings and stuff of that nature. I mean, stuff like that goes back like some years. Yeah. And for people, let's say like in the 40s and stuff. Yeah. To describe things that really, they they couldn't really compare it to anything else in their world. Yeah. I mean, like obviously they, you know, had cars, trains, you know, farm equipment, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But They didn't have, like, now where we have movies and TV shows where your perception and your, like, idea of what an alien spacecraft looks like, what an alien looks like. Right. Our idea of that is warped because of all of the media that we constantly consume. So if you're saying somebody in the 40s is describing something, it's probably closer to reality than us. Right. You know, right. I'm thinking of like the alien head that's like a reverse teardrop mm-hmm. and the big eyeballs. Like, yeah. I can't. That's the picture my brain generates. The flying saucer, though, that's like the iconic image that is kind of carried yeah, and, through. Yeah, and it like hasn't really changed. It really hasn't changed. No, it's either like, you know, you're straightforward. It was a flying saucer mm-hmm. or it was lights moving in very weird ways. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I don't think anyone will ever know what has happened. Right. What we know, what the government knows. Like, will there ever be a day where they're just straight up like, yo, this shit happens and I need you all not to panic. (laughs) That will never happen. Insight, absolute pandemonium. Everyone (laughs) immediately panics. And everyone our age, like Narado runs to Area 51, and they're like, I fucking told you. Yeah. But back to my freaking alien experiment on a bookshelf thing. Like, do you think they're like, 
Man, day 2020 is pretty fucking rough so far. (laughs) I don't know if I should just shut her down or what. Yeah, like this year has been so horrible that they're wherever they are. I want to say up there, but who knows, like, spatially where they're located. But they're wherever they are looking at us just wreak goddamn havoc. These, These fuckers. They're ruining everything. <laughs> Pull the plug. Like, we're giving them all of these, like, little tips and tricks, <laughs> and they're just not doing shit with it. Yeah. They're just, like, hiding it from their people. I don't yeah. understand. Yeah. Shit has gone awry <laughs> down there. They're fighting over toilet paper. Oh, my like, God. Like, what is happening? The toilet paper. Jesus loves me. What? <laughs> on earth is happening literally what on earth is happening this morning keegan had to run to the dg to get some toilet paper and you know he came back product in hand and i was like we're so lucky (laughs) full access to toilet paper now oh my god (laughs) we still have so in the heyday of toilet paper hoarding i had to buy the only thing that was on the shelf. Yeah. And this shit is like half apply. Okay. Right. I still have like six rolls of it in there. <laughs> and Dakota, finally, now that toilet paper supply is approaching normal <laughs> levels, he goes and buys our typical brand of toilet paper. And he's like, I cannot use that shit anymore. Okay. <laughs> I just can't. God, we're so spoiled. Oh my God, first world problems. And then like when this was happening, when you went to the store and you're like, oh shit, there's toilet paper here. And you grabbed the third to the last package. Yeah. You felt like a huge dick about it. Right. Because then you're like, what if someone else needed this? And it's like, no, I need it. Yeah. I didn't necessarily feel that way about toilet paper, but I did feel that way about baby wipes. When I would mm. see someone grab baby wipes, I just wanted to run up to them and be like, hey, do you actually have a baby? Because <laughs> yeah. there are people out there with actual infants mm-hmm. that don't have fucking baby wipes. Yeah. Put that shit back, you dick. I'm sorry that you have a coddled butthole. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of an episode of The Office, Dwight Schrute says oh man i wish i could relate dude i you you have to watch <laughs> the office i, don't, I just he can't. says don't get me started on how coddled the modern anus is <laughs> classic <laughs> oh shit okay should we like get into the we're 11 minutes in yeah I okay guess so. guys you may have surmised that we are doing area 51 today for the first episode of this podcast so, Emily is going to come at you with some straight up fucking facts, and then we're going to get into everything we've ever speculated about what's at Area 51. Okay. Fire away. So, we all know Area 51 is in Nevada. I've never been there. I would love to go. Never been to Nevada. We were just talking today, like, we wish we could take a random road trip and, like, hit these, like alien hot spots oh yeah there's like the restaurant that has the little alien it's yeah. called like the little alien it's, yeah and i, I think I, I think it's in nevada called the alien yes oh, that's it I that's it so bad 
So what we call now Area 51 was kind of created in 1955. It used to be called Paradise Ranch, whatever that was supposed to mean. Sounds Um, like where you have brothels and you can pay for sex workers. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't know if they just kind of called it that to seem more inviting what the deal was. Or to like completely throw people like... No one knows what Paradise Ranch refers to. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, not too far from here, like, off of the highway, there is a gentleman's club named something pretty similar. That's right. That's probably why it makes me think that it's where you can go and, like, see strippers. Yeah. I mean, I... I mean, more power to you. Like, that's I fine. mean, we honestly don't know what happens there. That's so true. Maybe there are strippers there. Th- there could be. It's owned by the United States Department of Defense. Obviously, you know, really the only things that they have like kind of came out and said is, oh, we test like aircrafts here. This is what happens. And some of the commonly known reconnaissance planes that they've tested are the U-2 and the SR-71 Blackbird. That doesn't mean shit to me. It doesn't mean a thing to me either. So cool. It's illegal to fly over. Now... I don't know if that's just kind of a thing among all, quote unquote, military bases. Yeah, that's not something I'm super sure about. I can always ask Dakota, but there are a ton of bases. Like, when we lived in Norfolk, I mean, the Norfolk base is huge, but then you have, like, Oceana, there's a Marine base, there's Langley Air Force Base, so... It would you would almost have to say that the entire west part of Virginia is off limits. Yeah, yeah, and over. there's I mean, and it's like I don't really know. Obviously, I'm not a fucking pilot. I don't know right. anything about airspace. No, but I mean, we have Whiteman, Whiteman Air mm-hmm. Force Base. I mean, I feel like anytime I see a plane flying over here, they're headed that way. Yeah. So, but once again, I don't know. That's something that honestly I think I should look into more. Shout out to anyone in the military who has this intel. Yeah. Hit us with that fact. For real. But really, like, ever since, you know, this kind of became a thing that people talked about, uh, the government didn't officially acknowledge the name Area 51 until 2013. Dude, that sounds super recent. Like, that, I mean, I don't think I would have remembered that happening, but, like, why wait so long? I feel like I have heard the term Area 51 prior to 2013. Me too. And, I mean, I think that we have, but it wasn't official. Yeah. I mean, obviously, anything extraterrestrial related was not on my radar previously. Right. You know? Um, and everyone knows, well, I mean, I guess probably not everyone knows, which is why they like podcasts to learn <laughs> things, I guess. But President Obama was the first U.S. president to mention it publicly. I do know, like from watching old clips, that President Clinton joked around about it. Well, not really about Area 51, but just yeah. kind of like ufos right on um one of the late night talk shows Mm -hmm. and like that was pretty funny because i think it was becoming a known thing and so obviously presidents can't just be like yeah dude i know everything about area 51 and all of your speculations are correct yeah 
been in that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're not. Even, they're not doing that. Even Hillary Clinton was on that same yes. show. Yes. And made comments, too. So, I mean, I think it was kind of fun to see them, like, joke about it. Yeah. With someone way outside of the government world. Right, 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 right. Um, I did see, while researching for this episode, I did see, like, references to Hillary Clinton, like, talking about... I think she might have been on Fallon. Okay. I yeah. think. I always get them wrong. kind of the yeah. late night. Yeah. I don't watch them, so... Me but neither. I saw these clips um on the documentary unacknowledged right right Stephen greer yes dr Stephen greer Greer. and i just yeah i just thought it was super funny so and i also on unacknowledged is the clip that president obama mentions area 51 okay at some like i don't know conference or some right yeah yeah whatever whatever they do when they go and say shit in front of people yeah yes Whatever that means, no one ever tunes into it. I mean, a lot of people do. I mean, all power to you. I wish I understood what they were talking about. I I probably would. Obviously, we would be able to follow it if we tuned into it. But they never say anything worth listening to. Exactly. Like, you get those alerts, like, from news stations, like, oh, it's live now with blah, blah, blah conference. Yeah. Or statement. And I'm like, this is not worth my time. I did used to watch when President Obama would do his State of the Union address. I did typically tune in and watch those just because he is one of the most eloquent public speakers I've ever listened to. Oh, yeah. He could read me the most boring ass document (laughs) and I will care about it because he just has that voice and that bravado that you you want in your president. I mean, it's kind of like as soothing as a Morgan Freeman. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I mean, are they do they sound the same? No. No. But. It is just so peaceful. It's why Morgan Freeman is always sought after to narrate shit. Yes. He is like... Like that penguin shit. He's the epitome of the person you want to narrate absolutely anything. If I could sit and listen to audiobooks narrated narrated by Morgan Freeman, like I think I would just be free of anxiety Mm -hmm. all the time. I think he has done the narration for some audiobooks. I don't know what they are. Yeah, I don't but, either. You know. They're worth seeking out. They are. Out. Yeah. We're going to look that up as soon as this is over. So those are really, you know what? For a place that is so talked about, 11 facts, not that many. I know. And it's really just the typical stuff that pops up when, like, you Google Area 51, you know, yes. off that sidebar. Right, right, right. And, I mean, you can get into different articles that you find, you know, about the number of people that work there. You know, obviously, it's not specific who they are, what they're called, what they're doing. Are they in the military? Are they not? No one knows. No one knows. So, I wonder what it would be like to be, like, the wife or spouse or child of a, a someone who works at Area 51. Yeah. And just not be able to know what your other half does for a living. Yeah. Like, do you even know where they drive to every day? Right. 
You know, like when Dakota leaves every day to go to work, I know exactly where his ass is going. (laughs) If I was married to someone who couldn't tell me about their line of work, I mean, it's not like they're like, all right, honey, I'm going off to Area 51 to fucking (laughs) dissect some alien bodies. I would just assume that he's like a hitman or a drug dealer. I would absolutely assume something or, like that. Or, and, like, I, I don't know. Or I that just... he's an unemployed bum who's, like, going to sit at a train station <laughs> and do a crossword puzzle until it's time to come home. <laughs> train station. <laughs> there, where's the nearest train station? Like, I don't, I don't even know, know. like, 20 miles away from us. That's so, outrageous. So a good good work commute distance. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> that's oh. my, That's where my brain went to. Immediately. I have never been to a train station in my life. Me either. I've never oh, I've never been on a train. Same. Never ridden a train. You can you can take the train from Kansas City straight to Chicago. I bet that is cool as shit. I've I just don't never know. done it. Okay, so I'm not one of those people that like doesn't like flying. I mean I haven't done it very often, but like it was okay. Yeah. But something about a train, like especially those like Amtraks or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. The ones that go super fast. Oh yeah. That does not sit well with me. Yeah. I mean, on like a railway system, I don't like that. I mm-hmm. guess I've just played way too much Red Dead Redemption too <laughs> to know. But obviously, people aren't holding up trains anymore to rob the rich, fancy people on them. That's true, because it's it's probably not rich, fancy people that are on those trains. I mean, it's people like me me and you that want to go on a wine train to wherever they go. Exactly. Is there a wine train? Yeah. Let's look that up. I don't think there's one here. Probably a lot in California. Oh, God. We're so far away from California. I know. Ugh. They're dealing with fires, though. Fire really freaks me out. Uh, uh, the idea yeah. of being on fire is horrifying. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I feel like that goes without <laughs> saying. <laughs> I but everyone feels that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not, I'm I just, not alone in that. I couldn't imagine being in a state like Colorado, California, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oregon. Is it, or is Oregon just, like, getting, like... I think Washington and Oregon are just getting the smoke. Yeah. Could be wrong, but I don't think that they're dealing with buyers at the level that California is dealing with them. I just don't know how I could, like, peacefully close my eyes at night. Obviously, these things aren't, like, spreading through cities. Right. But at the same time. Yeah, it's devastating and... Thank God we live in the Midwest and yeah. we don't deal with that. But it's it's horrifying. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to I probably wouldn't be able to sleep. Like no. the idea of waking up and your house is just filled with smoke. You know, we have two dogs. My first thought is my dogs are on fire. Like Oh yeah. Ter- even though they sleep in our bed, so if they're on fire, <laughs> I'm on fire. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, it's just that is the first thing that I would worry about. Yeah. You I know? just, yeah, that's too much. I mean, shout out to everyone dealing with that because, I mean, we both have friends in California. Yes. I have a friend in Colorado. Yeah. And that's some scary shit, dude. Super scary. Super scary. I think they're 
under control at this point. At this point, Not yeah. totally sure, but I yeah. think so. But it's been happening so often. It is, yeah, it's been happening so often. It's, it's crazy. It's so outrageous. And, like, there are a lot of extra tropical storms happening this year. Uh, yeah. They ran out of names to name the storms, and they had to go to the Greek alphabet in order to name them. Like, yeah. that's crazy. So I'm going to need whatever 13-year-old alien boy has us on his damn bookshelf <laughs> to calm the fuck down. Like, hey, this is not where you need to... Like, at this cl- point... Push buttons. Like... You're at a C minus, but like if next month more shit happens, yeah, I don't think your teacher is going to allow you to turn it in. Right. If this is like the movie Biodome, I've we... never seen that movie. What? Oh, son of a bitch! You need you have homework to do. Um. Okay. So Biodome. These group of scientists. For everyone who's already seen Biodome, I'm sorry. This is going to be a very quick recap. So they have this like dome created and they create like an environment and it's at homeostasis so it's perfectly operational like all the plants all the wildlife everything is completely where it needs to be to be at homeostasis well then two people like crash like sneak in there and throw a rager and fucking ruin it it's got Polly Shore yes oh my gosh I've seen this yeah yeah um so it's hilarious we need to return to homeostasis here on Earth. All of that to say, whatever alien eighth grader is running this show, we're not at homeostasis, bro. Yeah. We need you to restore us. And we have shit to do. Yeah. You know I what? mean, I'm like ready for Katie to go back to school. I mean, I'm I, over it. I'm trying to see Mumford and Sons live again, okay? It's been since 2016. I'll travel to see them, okay? You know, I need them to to have a show. Don't even get me started on missing, well, not missing, just not being able to go to My Chemical Romance. Oh, yeah. I forgot that that was, like, slated for this yeah, year. Yeah, and we, we were going to drive to Minnesota. Dude, yeah. And <sighs> it's rescheduled, I want to say, next October. So later than what it was scheduled this year. Like, I'm going to forget by then. I don't Either. even want to get started on that. Yeah, that's a whole tangent that we'll address some other time. <laughs> <laughs> And we were going to go see Crime Junkie. We would have yes done, been, had seen Crime Junkie this at this point. This month was going to be so lit because I yeah. think Crime Junkie was on. Like the 23rd or something. Right. And September. My Chemical Romance was like the weekend before. Yeah. And Dakota was supposed to go to Nashville to see <sighs> Joe Rogan and Dave Chappelle. Not happening. Um, so yeah, all the fun shit has been canceled. It's just very depressing. It's super depressing and, uh, I'm, I'm done with it. I'm yeah. trying to sleeping beauty the rest of this year. <laughs> God. Oh, I Jesus. just want it to be Thanksgiving. Yeah. At least we're approaching the, uh, witching season. Yes. So that's where it's at. So yeah, I guess this long section on the facts and other random facts that have nothing at all to do with Area 51, um, brings us into our first kind of segment on the theories, speculations. Yeah. You know, section. I think it's really hard. And I mean, I know other podcasts have done it. I found it to be pretty hard to just 
sit down and write like an essay of sorts just on Area 51. It It's, yes, it's very convoluted. Right, because there's really other than Bob Lazar. Right, his, his story is so straightforward. It's the documentary. Jeremy Corbell did a top-notch job on that doc. Yes, oh my gosh. After I watched it, I straight up texted you and was like absolutely i need to hang out with this guy he seems so so cool he also now that i'm thinking about it kind of looks like he could be related to stephen king (laughs) he could he kind of does stephen king are you bob lazar (laughs) you know i was just sitting there the whole time looking at keegan like dude how cool would it be to have bob lazar as a dad or like an uncle absolutely or Absolutely. just as, like, a BFF. Yeah. Obviously, he's wildly intelligent. Regardless of what you believe about Bob Lazar. Right. The dude is wildly intelligent. And um, he still seems fairly humble. Yeah. And, I mean, he's just, you know, kind of like earlier we were talking about how a lot of people do these things, make up these things so they can get that 15 minutes of fame, whatever. He really didn't want any part of this, but like right. he he found himself in this situation and not really a situation in his job and it I mean shit just spiraled yeah. from there. Yeah. And when he first went public with his information 89 right 1989 it just it didn't have the air of someone seeking attention no because i mean wasn't that first interview he darkened out and he like gave the name dennis i believe yes he he was anonymous uh and they just dubbed him as dennis yeah because george knapp was the journalist who originally like got his story and right. did all of this. So it didn't cuz usually you can tell someone who is out there like saying outlandish shit just to get attention. Oh yeah. 100%. He, he definitely doesn't seem like that type, especially no. because and he says it in the documentary. The documentary title for anyone who wants to watch it is Bob Lazar, Area 51, and Flying Saucers. And the documentarian is Jeremy Corbell. I watched it on Amazon Prime. I think it was on Netflix at some point. I don't know if it's Yeah, I mean, honestly, you're going to just find it on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, We have Xfinity. We just searched it wherever it came up. We watched it. I mean, it's a good one. It's super good. And it's not, I can watch documentaries all day Mm -hmm. really no matter what they're about and sometimes it's just like okay like it's been two and a half hours i understand there's a lot of information right so this one like it's what an hour and a half yeah it's it's short for a doc yeah and there's so much information and there is not a single slow or just boring part and you know jeremy did such a freaking good job yeah and doing something like this i really do feel like you're putting yourself out there Mm -hmm. for like backlash yeah and he of course had already dealt with that back in the early 90s when he first came out with his story after he 
did the anonymous interview as Dennis Mm -hmm. and then was on a couple of different interviews as himself. Right. So he's dealt with this backlash and all of these issues since then. So 31 years. Right. This shit has affected him. So effectively, that's his life now. Yeah. So if he was going at it for attention and made this shit up, he's ruined his own life. Exactly. And he's just so smart. And just listening to him talk, he's like, dude, this is what happened. He was super willing to, and I guess we should maybe talk about what, what the doc happened. is. Yes. Like, I hope everyone listening fucking knows what we're talking about. Until <laughs> Do this your point. homework before coming to this podcast. No, we I'm should like put instructions on like, hey, before you listen to this episode, make sure you read this and watch this. <laughs> you have 200 pages of reading and three hours of documentary viewing before you can come to this podcast. I need you to pull up this 500 page conference briefing. <laughs> it's the worst. Uh, that's outrageous. Um, yeah. So essentially, Bob Lazar is a physicist mm-hmm. and he came out in 1989 and basically was like area 51 exists he he specifically worked at a location i think he said 12 or 15 miles away from the actual area 51 I called think it, s4 i think it was just a few miles could be could be either way they verify that in the documentary i did not feel like the miles between s4 and area 51 was that much of a big deal so i didn't write it down it's in nevada it's in nevada it's around groom lake area right so he worked at s4 and he was hired there specifically because the government had located some ufo spacecraft and they had taken it to area 51 he was hired to help them reverse engineer the spacecraft Right. And Um, he had said, what, they had eight or nine? Yeah, nine. Nine disks is what he called them. Disks of extraterrestrial origin. Yes. So he was reverse engineering one particular craft. But he said that the nine disks looked different. So they weren't all the same. Right. But the one he was working on... He drew it in the documentary. It shows him drawing it. It shows him drawing where the different, like, reactors were and all of this. And he talks about how it flies. So instead yeah. of, like, being horizontal, the and way just, we like, think of it. up. And yes. It, like, flips up and is vertical and flies, like, with its belly forward. Right. Because of the propulsion system. Yes. That a disc or a ufo or whatever you want to call it would have Mm -hmm. they were trying to i'm trying to think of the word um it created its own or controlled its own gravity yes yes and he i mean he was telling these people like look like this is what i did Mm -hmm. and i can tell you with 100 percent certainty that we do not have this technology. Right. This isn't just some, like, machine that yeah. they made and they want me to figure out how to make more of them. Yes, exactly. So it's crazy because when he is a guest on Joe Rogan's podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience, 
I think it's episode 1315 that Bob and Jeremy Corbell are on. He talks about when he did the interview in 1989, he says, this technology is unlike anything we have. Right. And even still, 31 years later, we still don't have the technological capabilities that went into creating even like the structure of the disc, like the metal and the fuel source, which he refers to as element 115. Yes. So, you know, and what's weird is a lot of people throughout like the 90s really, really tried to discredit Bob, like his credentials, his employment history, all of this stuff. He addresses the employment and I think I am satisfied with the verifications and the proof that was offered in the doc that he, before he was hired by EG&G to work at S4, Yes, he was a physicist at Los Alamos Labs. And then Los Alamos is like, no, we don't have record of this person ever working here. He was not an employee of ours. Well, he uncovered, or Jeremy uncovered, an old directory of yeah, Los like Alamos. Yeah, directory. Yeah, and it shows him listed there yeah. as a physicist. Robert Lazar. Robert Lazar. And then there's an article of him and a rocket car that Bob had built. Yeah, in a freaking newspaper. In a newspaper. And it says, Robert Lazar, physicist at Los Alamos Labs, rocket car, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so that I I am satisfied. Yeah, like, and you know it's kind of like the college thing. What was it, Caltech and MIT? Correct. And they're like, okay, well, how do we, you know, know that he went and has degrees from these universities? Yeah. And there's people that are like, yeah, I mean, like I would give Bob rides, like drop yeah. him off, pick him up, whatever. Right. And they were like, you know, if he created such a story that dated back like that far. Mm-hmm. He did a pretty damn good job at it. Yeah. And honestly, the education credentials, when I first watched the documentary, were an issue for me. And he didn't address it. He might be, he might feel like, you know what? I don't have to explain a goddamn thing to yeah. you fuckers. And like, he says, like, what do you think these places hired me at a high school? Yes. And, and you know, I feel like the proof that they provided that he worked at Los Alamos means he has an education somewhere. Right. You aren't just a physicist. Like, I built this rocket car. I'm a physicist. Yeah, like, this is what I am now. You have to have some sort of education in order to be that. So, clearly, he has an education. Right. But my first question, and I wrote it in my notes, is you went to Caltech, you went to MIT, don't you just have, like, a framed paper copy of your degree somewhere that you can just show like hey just to put this shit to bed here's my degree from mit here's my degree from you would think that like me as a person i would be like you know what here are the documents yeah like fuck off exactly like i'm not lying about where i went to school do i think he's lying no right but maybe he's just not the kind of person that really gives a shit yeah he doesn't give a shit I'm telling you people because I feel like it's a crime against the citizens of the United States to keep all this information suppressed Mm -hmm. in the way that you guys are. Yeah. Because he's, you know, he knows that it would just change everything. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm just wondering, like, are they still doing that shit today? My guess is, yeah. 
obviously. You would just, don't know. You would think with the way things have advanced, I don't want to say quickly, but I mean, obviously things have advanced a lot since mm-hmm. 1989. Right. Obviously, they're still keeping it hidden if they're doing these things. Yeah. Duh. But how much further have they gotten? Yeah. Because, you know, and he doesn't really like to say, this is what I saw. But there's that part where he's walking down that hallway and looks over for like a nanosecond through like a window door and sees like two people in lab coats, like talking to something that was much smaller than them. Mm hmm. And he just briefly mentions that. He doesn't say, like, well, I fucking saw two scientists talking to an alien. Like, he doesn't say that. Yeah. And even to this day, he's like, you know, it could have been like a a test stall. Like, maybe they were looking at it, you know? Yeah. And it's so funny because we all know that they refer to them as the kids. The kids. And (laughs) Jameson... Our three-year-old came in the room, and you know how lanky he is. Yeah. And he, like, his hair makes him look like he has a big head. <laughs> yeah. And when Keegan heard that they called them the kids, Jameson ran into our room, and he goes, Jameson, are you an alien? And Jameson said, no. And then Keegan's like, that's exactly what an alien would say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. That's but, so funny. But, and that's what I think is so incredibly interesting about whether you're talking about Area 51 or UFOs or the Roswell crash, you just don't know. Yeah. There's really no hard evidence either way. Right. But the quote-unquote evidence that is out there, at least in the public eye, has always led me to believe some of this shit has to be true. Yeah. I think, obviously, I'm not going to speak for the wider human population right but i feel like it's something that everyone kind of just accepts most people have heard of area 51 in some way right and most people probably hear that they have some top secret technology some crazy type of advanced energy technology or whatever it is And most people are like, yeah, plausible. Yeah, because at this point, like, as human beings, I think it's hard for a lot of people to accept that there's just, I mean, and I'm obviously not speaking for anyone but myself, but there is just no fucking way that we are the only living creatures besides the animals that we know of. Right. That are out there. I mean, come on. And I... It's just incredibly arrogant to think that way. Yeah. And like, it makes me think about things as weird as people's like finding their doppelgangers. Yeah. If that weird shit can happen like here within like the same planet, Mm -hmm. like think about all the things that are possible outside of Earth. Yeah. And how much of our galaxy have we explored? Not much. Not a lot. Not a lot. 
Not because we don't have the capabilities to travel right. like the exactly. light years, you know, exactly the time it would take to get from this galaxy to another galaxy. People right. would pass away. Exactly. And so, so who is anyone to say this can't be a thing? Right. Yeah. How arrogant of a dickhead are you that you could say with absolute certainty that there's no way that life exists outside of this earth right how the fuck do you know bro you You don't don't. that's the answer (laughs) watch bob lazar area 51 and the flying saucers like and i think that's what makes me really happy when i see great documentaries like that yeah because and not that i want to go around like convincing everyone's everyone that there's fucking aliens out there (laughs) but like to have such a good documentary with solid facts, yeah. you know, lots of resources. Yeah. It's a good, like, if you ever got into a conversation about it with someone, be like, you know, like, just go watch this. Yeah. Go like, at it with an us. open mind. Yeah. And that's how my husband feels about the documentary Unacknowledged. Right. Like, he was so moved by this thing, and he never gets on Facebook ever like i think he posted a picture when our second kid was born and posted a kid three years later when we were married (laughs) like that's it i mean he was so moved by this documentary unacknowledged and i think that came out in 2017 that he got on facebook and was like everyone needs to go watch this shit right now yeah and i think it's worth people's time to like open their minds and just explore the idea yeah and you know i think that the doc on robert lazar is probably more palatable for most people because bob lazar is not saying anything outlandish he's not he's not super cerebral i didn't watch unacknowledged but i did listen to the episode he does with joe rogan Mm -hmm. i don't remember which episode number it is but if you put joe rogan Dr. Stephen Greer in Google, it will pop up immediately. But when I listen to that episode, you know, he goes into how, not specifically at Area 51, that the government absolutely has advanced technology from outside of the Earth, some extraterrestrial advanced technology that could really change the way that we consume energy. Yeah. And the way he talks about it is so incredibly compelling. When he encounters people pushing back at the idea that this exists, he's like, we are in 2000 and, well, this episode of Joe Rogan was, I think, 2016. But he's like, we are in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. Why are we still using 1800s technology Right. To power our cars, to power our houses. We've advanced in all other areas of technology except energy. Yes. Why? And the answer is because the fuel industry, oil, fossil fuels, is like a trillion dollar industry. Yeah. So they that's just the don't answer. Let that shit go. They don't want to let that shit go. And and it makes you wonder, like, I am not a huge conspiracy theorist when it comes to the government. Right. I mean, there's a lot of shit that happens and I'm into that. But 
do I think they want like the American people specifically to like suffer? Like absolutely not. Right. But do I think that they would keep information like that hidden from the public eye? So we're not like, well, why the fuck aren't we using that kind of stuff when we're, you know, doing all this drilling and whatever else goes on for Mm -hmm. oil and it's money. Like that's all it is. Yeah, absolutely. So there's nothing that you can just like look at on paper to be like, yep, this happens. Yep. This does not happen. Uh, Yeah, absolutely not. And it's just people want to question everything, which I think is good. I think coming at anything with healthy skepticism is good yeah because it keeps you from being vulnerable to being scammed or misled right I by think misinformation i think it's worth everyone's time to make their own decisions yeah you need to be open-minded enough that you're not going to reject everything simply because it cannot be explained 100 percent. right And this isn't, like, super Area 51, but again, I think a lot of this shit just ties in together because of the subject matter. But the Roswell crash in 47 was discovered by a rancher in Lincoln County, New Mexico. They called him Mac. And he found this material and took it to the local sheriff's office in Roswell The sheriff, George Wilcox, then took it to, it was called the RAAF, which stands for Roswell Army Airfield. And the RAAF then released a statement that they gained possession of this flying disc. Yeah. But then later recalled their statement and was like, oh, like it wasn't a flying disc, like it was some weather balloon, Mm -hmm. like whatever. So that kind of makes me think like, I don't really know. And I don't know if there's a way to find out like. With the stuff Bob Lazar did at S4 with the disc that he said that they had. Mm-hmm. Like, did this all kind of start after Roswell crash, before Roswell crash? Mm-hmm. If they're like, holy shit, like, we have our hands on something really good. Yeah. Like, we, we can't keep putting these statements out until, like, we dig deeper into this. Yeah. I think that's been theorized that some of what is at Area 51 is from the Roswell crash. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, I can't remember if it was in the doc or in the Joe Rogan episode, that Bob actually does say that some of the crafts in Area 51 look old, like that they were excavated from the earth and had been in the earth for a while. Yeah. So like archaeologists and anthropologists had recovered these. So obviously that would insinuate that they have been on earth, I guess. Right. For a long time. Like, and you read a lot about, and you see those pictures everywhere of, like, the little alien bodies, which... Yeah. Eh. Uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like if it was real, the pictures probably wouldn't be out there and they would have been taken down. Yes, It is the internet, whatever. Yeah. But there were eyewitnesses of the Roswell crash that said they saw bodies. Right. But then in some report that was released years later, they're like, oh, they were parachute test dummies. Right. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. And so I really think from then on, you know, with media and how that is and how everything changes, you know, there's something in a newspaper, then there's something on the news and it's different. And 
you know, it doesn't agree with one another. People started forming their own opinions. Yeah. It's that classic misdirection. So one thing is said over here and then something else is said over here and you you don't know which one to believe. You don't know, you know, you are left then to make a decision. Right. So that's a classic trope you see. And honestly, that's exactly what happened with them releasing the original statement that a disc had been recovered and then doing a retraction later and saying it was a weather balloon. So, you know, I remember when reading about the Roswell crash specifically, and it's in my notes here, there's a book by Annie Jacobson. It's called Area 51, An Uncensored History of America's Top Secret Military Base. And there was actually an unnamed source who supposedly worked as an engineer at Area 51 for that contractor EG&G. Oh, yes. Which is where Bob was like hired through, recruited through. Recruited through. And there were so many theories forming around the Roswell crash. Like, oh, you know, it was a weather balloon. And they said it wasn't a weather balloon. And that a lot of people thought it was wreckage from Project Mogul. Mm. which I hadn't really heard about a lot until I, I got into never, this. Yeah, I've never heard um, of Project. Project Mogul um, was like a spy device, mm-hmm. and it floated over the USSR to detect sound waves. It was supposed to monitor the Soviet Union's testing of their atomic bomb. Yes, yes. They They said that the previous false report about the material at the crash was reported because Project Mogul was so secret. And so they did a lot of, like, backtracking Mm -hmm. on that multiple times. Yeah. But the theory in that book by Annie Jacobson is that it wasn't anything extraterrestrial and it wasn't work of, like, any U.S. spies for whatever, but that... It was some ploy to, like, induce panic in the U.S. implemented by Joseph Stalin. Aw, Joe. And it just, like, makes me laugh because things just snowball so quickly. It's true. It's it's crazy. It's uh, so crazy. A funny little sidebar about Joseph Stalin <laughs> <laughs> is... An episode of Friends when Joey is thinking that he wants to change his name to something that's less Italian sounding because his last name is Tribbiani. Uh-huh. So he's like, I need to come up with a name that's less cultural sounding. I need like more of just a regular old John Smith style <laughs> name. And so Chandler's trying to help him and he's joking and he says, Stalin, Joseph Stalin. And Joey's like, yeah. <laughs> And then later in the episode, he comes back and he's like, did you know that the name Joseph Stalin's already taken and this guy killed millions of people? (laughs) So funny. Classic. Oh, my gosh. That is amazing. But this freaking engineer at Area 51, who was never named as a source in this book, he told this author This program had been designed by Joseph Mengel, which was a Nazi concentration camp doctor. I've heard a lot of stuff about him. Hmm. 
couldn't reference a lot of stuff unless I looked it up. Yeah. But he said that there were adolescent children deformed by the Soviets to resemble aliens to, like, deploy aircrafts over New Mexico to crash. That is super fucked up, dude. <laughs> I know. Children deformed specifically to incite panic yeah. in the United States. Yeah. Jesus loves me. Like, that is fucked up. That too far. There's a line, I think, and it was crossed. That is, like, not even in sight of the line anymore. No. Like, the line is way back there. If you are the engineer who gave this statement to this lovely, lovely woman who wrote this book, yes. which I would honestly like to read, I'm not discrediting you in any way. It just hurts my stomach a little bit. <laughs> it's horrible. That The idea of that is really horrifying. Every part of that is I horrifying. Mean, any story that you hear that has to do with Nazis or Joseph Stalin, they're all horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Every single one of them is horrifying. Every one of them. Uh, but deforming children and putting them into an aircraft specifically to crash? Yeah. No, thank you. Absolutely not. Dude. I would like none of that. We gotta, we, this has to stop. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So uh, that, I mean, Jesus loves me. I don't know. See, and these are the kinds of stories that exist out there in reference to like directly or indirectly related to Area 51, UFOs, spacecraft, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It, there are just so many that it's just, it's so difficult to. Yeah, there's like a top 10 list. Yeah, of craziest theories. Yeah, there really is. It some of them are super outrageous. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I was on Reddit. Now we don't typically go to Reddit for facts. No, that's not where you're gonna find facts. But if you want to read some of the most outlandish shit, Reddit is like where it's at right. for that shit. But the wild theory to round out our conversation about Area Fifty One. That I found was on a subreddit called No Sleep by Felix, quote unquote, may or may not be this dude's real fucking name. <laughs> Probably not. I we mean, got a dentist situation. It, yes, exactly. He wrote a theory. It's it's long and it's huge and detailed. Apparently, this person was in the government involved in something or another and has firsthand knowledge of this particular theory and it's a area 51 doesn't actually exist spoiler alert it doesn't exist his thing is that what we know of as area 51 or groom lake there's a facility there but it's really a ruse facility so it's there as a distraction from the real high security alien spacecraft holding facility I mean, like, that's not super far-fetched to me. It's really not far-fetched. The far-fetched part, though, for me, is that the real facility is at McCarran International Airport in Las Vegas. (laughs) Uh, I feel like that is kind of outrageous. Simply because Vegas is a hot spot. Yes. Like, people travel to Vegas from everywhere. Yeah. 
There are so many people there. I mean, I guess it's hiding in plain sight type of situation. Nobody's going to expect us to put a highly secure military research facility (laughs) underneath maybe one of the biggest tourist attractions in the world maybe that's why vegas has become vegas maybe see i could go on and on with that shit yeah i mean it's it's possible the big word here is maybe absolutely maybe this guy is legit But also, at the beginning of the whole article he writes for the subreddit, he goes on and on about how he's writing this because at this point he is terminally ill and likely going to pass away. And so he feels like he can publish this information that he is privy to without fearing retribution. He may have said what his illness is, but I don't think so. I was also reading this at like 1am. I go to bed at fucking (laughs) 9. So this is way past my bedtime and we have entered into the delusional portion of the evening. Uh, So (laughs) he could have said it. But he also said that he doesn't have family, no one that they can like retaliate against him still even if he is passed away so he felt perfectly safe posting this but it is on a subreddit that no one is gonna really see yeah like i had to like sift and sift and sift all these threads of reddit in order to come to this one and i was like that's compelling so who the fuck knows you know i saw a meme and obviously this came from a person no idea who it was if you're listening to this i mean please tell me if it was you that got this circulated (laughs) because i want to be your friend and it said something along the lines of we are in area 51 and that the reason we are not allowed to go to what we think of as Area 51 is because that is the exit. Damn, dude. <laughs> um, That's some Matrix level shit right there. I mean, I think that's what I want all of the listeners to think about as they're trying to fall asleep tonight. Yeah. Is what really is life? You know, yeah, that's the question, isn't it? Are we in a simulation? Yeah. I want to say no. Because (laughs) if we're in a simulation, I'm going to need whoever the fuck is playing my character to calm down on the headaches, maybe not make me so anxious so I don't think about Area 51 when I wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning to go pee. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I mean, more power to you. You're making it interesting. Yeah. Um, if we are in a simulation, I need to know, where's the glitch? Right. I want to know where the wrinkle in this shit is because I want to I want to be there. That's where I want to be. <laughs> so if you find the glitch, then can you just like do whatever the fuck you want? I mean, I think so. Because that... I'm interested in. You know, I've learned a lot from Rick and Morty. So uh, I've never watched Rick and Morty. We have seen a turning of the tables here. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, My big, like, I think I want my end statement for our first episode to be is like, we just don't know. And, and really everyone inside of all these organizations, 
whatever branch of military, government office, whatever, not even all of those people can know everything. Right. It's very compartmental. Yes. It's a need-to-know basis. Mm -hmm. You know, they can hand you something kind of like they did Mr. Lazar. Because even he was talking about on these on on these craft, he didn't have access to the very top level, right? Which he thought was kind of like the navigation, yeah, system or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. But he had what he called majestic clearance. Yeah, like, what is beyond majestic? Yeah, which now that I'm saying that phrase together. I'm pretty sure there's a documentary on Amazon. I'm like a pretty positive. It's called Beyond Majestic or Above Majestic. Yeah. I feel like I've heard of that. It's a thinker. That is a head scratcher. So maybe when after people listen to this, they could tell us what some of their favorite documentaries are, what some of their favorite podcasts are that talk about this stuff because I, I'm into it. Yeah. What, I, whatever it, it is. Um, yeah. So if you have your favorite theories, and it doesn't have to necessarily be about aliens or whatever, if you have a particular conspiracy theory that you love or cult story, Cults, I love a good cult murders. into it. You can uh, send that right on over to our Gmail, which is all spelled out. What if I told you podcast at gmail.com? We would love to hear it. And uh, if you have a really good one, we'll shout you out on the podcast. Yeah. And speaking of shout outs, my really, really, really good friend, Haley, made our freaking awesome cover art. Killed it. And Maddie's awesome friend, Ariel, made our intro music. Yeah, she laid down those smooth-ass beats that you hear coming in and going out, Um, and she actually has a business. It's called Golden Beat Productions, so if you are someone who has a YouTube channel or a podcast of your own that you are looking to have some beats created specifically for you, Ariel at Golden Beats Productions, she will give you the straight hookup. She is fucking legit. Yeah, I mean, she threw that together so quickly. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's just like Haley and her skill. Yeah. I mean, it just amazes me every time. Yeah. Um, If she does a lot of custom stuff, if you're into really kind of getting anything done, whether it's stickers or banners or whatever... Her website is HaleyBaldridge.MyPortfolio.com, and we'll, of course, put all this shit in our description. Yeah, so. you'll, you can find our sources there as well if you want to check anything out. Um, most of the information that we talk about from Bob Lazar is a combination of the documentary we talk about throughout and the Joe Rogan episode with Bob and Jeremy Corbell, an article by CNN. There's an article by Time Magazine that BBC. we... We got these facts from, so we'll link all of that shit in the description. You'll have a little bibliography there that you can refer to. If you want to read anything on your own, it'll all be right there for you. Right. So I think that is it, bro. 
I mean, it's really not it. It's not it. <laughs> but, I mean, I feel like this subject could honestly go, like, two or three episodes, but maybe we can revisit this shit. Oh, yeah. After uh, a while. This is definitely not the last you're going to hear about aliens on this podcast. Oh, no, no, no. The no. damn show. No. We will come back to specifically Area 51s at some point, probably. You know, we'll we'll figure that out, but... Yeah, we could even talk about some theories that people send to us. Yeah, yeah. I would love that. Yeah, that would be super awesome to hear from anyone who is interested in conspiracy theories and have, yeah. even if you have some of your own. If you've read a lot of information and made some deductions, you know, yeah, hit us with your own theory. Yeah, I love weirdos. Yeah, we're weird up in this bitch right here. It, it is what it is. So, and with that, Thank you so much for listening. Super appreciate it. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can always hit that rate and review section. Yes. That would be a game changer for us. Subscribe, yes. obviously, to uh, on any podcast platform that you like. Right. Spotify, CastBox, all Stitcher, that Stitcher. It's all. It should be all there. Yep. Um. So stay weird, guys. And hopefully we can uh, find some other cool shit to talk about. Yeah, uh, this probably is not going to be a one-episode podcast, so. I hope not. (laughs) That's it, bro. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye.